Washington football addicts, baby. Let's go. Washington football addicts. We've been working for years. Always keeping it real. It's Rod, Steve, Devin, Phil. We talking about latest deals and what goes on on the field and happenings with the team. So listen if you a female. Hey, what is going on? Welcome, Washington Football Addicts, Washington Football Nation. Hey, we're back for another show. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Tonight, we have episode 87. It's myself, Steve. We got Big Phil, and we got Dev in the house tonight. Hey, shout out to Rod. He couldn't join us tonight. He's out He's out uh, traveling for work. So, Phil, hey, you know how we do it. This episode's 87. Take us away. Episode 87 is a true legend for this franchise. It is former tight end Jerry Smith. Jerry Smith uh, played for the team from 1965 until 1977. When he retired, he held the NFL record for most receiving touchdowns by a tight end. Held that record from 77 until 2004 when Shannon Sharp broke that record. Held the Redskins record for most catches by a tight end. Until 2009, when Chris Cooley broke that, um, but Jerry Smith was an innovator at the tight end position for sh- position for sure, um, and one of the key targets during those uh, glory years in the 70s, uh, with uh, George Allen at the helm, and he had Sonny and uh, and Billy throwing him the ball. Um, <clears throat> he should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was one of the first real receiving threats at tight end that uh, the league has had him and John Mackey and, you know, later on you had Dave Casper in the seventies, but uh, unfortunately he's not. And there's some socio-political reasons as to why we're not going to get into those today, but um, had he played in a later era, I think he would be in the hall of fame already. All right. That's what's up. So honestly, I'm not going to lie. Never heard of that dude. (laughs) Never heard of Jerry Smith? I heard of him, but I, didn't, I don't, of course, I don't know about him like you know about him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, dude had over 400 so. catches in his career yeah. for his team. And, yeah. And, yeah, Jerry Smith was a dog, man. Oh, yeah, man. Was. All right. So, as you all know, episode 87, this week four in the NFL. Week four. And this weekend, we have a good matchup against the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons from down south georgia so tonight we have two very special guests tonight we have mr mike dub and mr jimbo slice from pound for pound atlanta let's go ahead and add them to the stream fellas thank you for joining us tonight what is up how y'all doing big mike big mike tell them how you doing baby hey hey man first and foremost you know thank y'all for um letting two falcons guys falcons fans you know, come crash and, you know, collaborate on a little football talk today. Like I said, man, hey, for y'all to reach out and extend the Olive Branch, you know, down south to uh, us Georgia guys, we couldn't be more appreciative and we ready to tap in. Jimbo Slice, talk to these people. Oh, man, I'm, I'm feeling good. Hey, look here, we got football back, fellas. And oh. I don't know how some people are, are tending to forget that. And, and not know that we didn't have it for a while and and the way we did get it we couldn't enjoy it the way we wanted to enjoy it as as real football fans so hey man i'm happy i appreciate it fellas for having us it should be a good sunday um may the best team win right absolutely it's let's all get love. to it hey, so, uh, i'll tell you this right now you got two southerners in the room with you because devs in kentucky i'm in virginia yeah ah. So. I, I'm up here in D.C. But, hey, Tiho, welcome to the stream. Uh, he says he thinks he knows he knows you, Jimmy. Yes, he's a Falcons fan. He says he uh, he thinks he's actually sub to y'all. So look at look at that love, man. Washington football fans giving you guys love already. Got to love that. Appreciate it. That's Appreciate right. It. Hey, so let's go ahead and uh, just jump right into it. So when we have people on the show, we just regardless of where you come from, we just want to know how did you become a fan of the team that you love so much? So, Mike. Big Mike, let's start with you first. How did you become a fan of uh of Atlanta? Man, I think, you know, just like the shirt that I got on, my, you know, I support the Bulldogs. It's like, I think when you we from that Georgia red clay, like we like to say in Georgia, man, we from the red clay, right? You know, so I think, um, you know, it, it was the team that, like, I just remember, like, after I left church, it was like, we go to church, 
then we go watch the Falcons. Like it's always been ingrained in my head on Sunday. It's time to watch football. And you know what? Even as an adult, it's almost like I can't say it another way, but this it's like one thing I love about football is no matter what's going on in the fight, you know, you can be stressed out at work, but you know that like once it gets to be like Thursday, Friday, getting a little closer to the weekend, and it's almost time for football, right? So I think football has always been a part of my life, my culture. And and the one thing I know about my team, good, bad, and different. I take a lot of flack for supporting my team. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I would say the same probably with the Washington football yep. team. A lot of bad years. But, again, when you wear your team, you know, your, your team's colors, you know, on your hat, on your jersey, you'll take it. Because, you know what? Like, we real fans. This is nothing bandwagon over here since birth. Like, honestly, I couldn't root for another team. Now, they, they drive me crazy. You know, I, I would say right. that they, they play with my blood pressure. They play with my emotions a lot. But I ain't going to leave my birds, man. Like, it, it, <laughs> That's what's I, I, I lived in uh, Thomasville, Georgia for about Ooh. two in fifth and sixth grade, man. I grew up okay. there a, a little while, so I, I'm familiar with the area a little, so, uh, very little as a child. So, so. Mr. Slice and I, we from Albany, Georgia, so we not okay. like bro, so not too far, man. So, okay. Yep. Hey, Chris Blow, welcome to the stream, bro. Thanks for joining us. Jimbo, what's yo, up, yo. man? Tell, tell us your, your Falcon story, man. Oh, man. I've been playing playing football since a little jit, little jitty bug, we like to say, you know, Pop Warner, you know, Little League, all that good stuff. You know, I idolized Deion Sanders, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, but I idolized, I knew the Deion Sanders as the Atlanta Brave, which is kind of like the Georgia Bulldogs in the Deep South. Atlanta Braves, Georgia Bulldogs, traditional, you know, traditional teams, more other than the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Hawks. And to, and to see Deion Sanders, uh, get an interception in one game and playing the World Series the same day. I became a huge, super huge fan, and it it, it didn't take long for me to to get to dive deep into the Atlanta Falcons and say, "Hey, look, it, it if you're from this state, you're going to support the team that's in your state, and you're gonna and you're gonna go all the way 100. And plus, in the South, you know, football is 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 like it, it's it's like a tradition down there. It's almost religion. So. Too easy to become a Falcon fan, too easy to root for the Falcon. And it was just too easy to, you know, want this team to win. And, and I'm I'm not going nowhere. Good, bad, and ugly. I'm in it for the long haul, been around this long. If we do win one, it'll it'll feel even better if if, if it takes long, you know, to get there. So gotta rise up, gotta be a dirty bird, and, and, and all we want to do is just win, baby. That's all we want around here. That's all we right. trying to hey, do. Hey, at least y'all got a fly ass stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You do. Hey, that's a topic of discussion too, because you know, if you listen to a few of our podcasts the other week, we were a little angry. We were like, you know, what do we what, we don't even deserve this stadium? You know, we're not putting a product on the field where we even deserve all of this nice ingenuity and engineering that, that Arthur Blank has bestowed on us. But anyway, another conversation for another day. Yeah, it is. yeah. Very true. I think uh when we're we, not to get off off topic, but you know, we're in the process of looking at a new stadium for like 2027 and, and Jason Wright, our team president and Dan Snyder, they're touring the world, the country. Atlanta was one of the stops they went to L.A. What they call it? So, SoFi? SoFi Stadium? Yeah. SoFi Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. So they toured all the big new stadiums and they're just trying to get ideas. But, you know, we need to get out of that dump of FedEx. So we're just hoping we get something half as good as what you, you guys have. So don't take it for granted. It's, it's a nice place. I mean, y'all, I envy it. y'all probably want to keep that FedEx name because our head coach, his dad, runs and own FedEx. So you probably want to keep FedEx around. That is right. What's his, what's his last name again? Arthur Smith. Smith. So Smith, right. yeah. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> okay, so let's roll it into the, the next topic. Um, help us and help our, 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 you know, our listeners. Tell us who the 2021 Falcons are. How was the offseason? How were you guys so far going into week four? So – Jimbo, start us off, man. <laughs> oh man, oh, hey, over here at Pound Found ATL, we 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 dig numbers first. Uh, we watch film. We do all our due diligence to make sure we know we can to make sure we can almost put out a factual statement about our team. And we and we did we dive deep the whole offseason. And I mean, we go from and we even dig all the way back from years prior. You understand? So we we do everything we can to make sure we give a, the, the the your average Atlanta Falcon fan. The best we can depict this Atlanta Falcon team the best we can over here at Pound Fire Tail. And and what we've what we've been finding out is that every other year when we get a different regime, that first year is always kind of like a search, like we're searching for that identity, trying to find that culture. 
and trying to figure out what exactly this team is going to be. Now, in three weeks, it's really hard to depict that. But you can get you can get eye close, you can get nips here and commercials here and little microwave dinners here, what your team might or could be. And in the 2020 Atlanta, 2021 Atlanta Falcons is we we still looking for that, but we on that verge, and we know we on that verge because I mean within that first quarter we're gonna know. And our first we got our first win against the Giants last week. We only averaging 16 points a game. Defense is kind of like back in right now. They they starting to catch up. Everything is starting to come along. Um, we, we, we bypassed the preseason like we had an all-star team like we ain't coming off a losing season, which we still don't get over here at Pound Pound ATL. We still don't realize why our new regime did that, but they did. And they, and they starting to, they starting to trying to catch up. They're trying to find who they actually are. They're trying to find that culture, and they're trying to get that identity. And I think Arthur Smith and our new GM, Terry Fontenot, who we got from the New Orleans Saints, I think they're starting to do that. It's starting to come around, and we're starting to see – we finna nitpick. We not finna be the the Titans offense who we got uh, Arthur Smith from. We not finna be the Titan offense. We finna be a different version of that. But we finna grind you out. We finna try to punish you and make you you know bow down to our time management. And then we are just gonna break a uh, being don't break on defense with Dean Pease. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Mike? But and I, and I dovetail kind of off what uh, Jimbo Slice is talking about a little bit, right? Because I think the problem that we ran into is. Dan Quinn gave us a lot of slogans. Like, he was all good for all gas, no brakes, or, you know, uh, embrace the suck. Man, we got so used to these marketing campaigns and slogans for we're an average team and we hope to play better next week, right? So, <laughs> as, a, as a fan base, we grew tired of it. Like, I mean, honestly, I would say Dan Quinn last year, just to kind of go back last year a little bit, Dan Quinn before he was fired, it just the morale was low in the city, right? Like, and, and again, you guys have had your share of coaches who have just kind of stunk it up. So you yeah. know what it's like when you support a team where it's like, you know, we got the players in place, but we're not playing to our ability, right? So I think, you know, this Falcons team this year is, I would say, to be honest with you, we do mask a couple of things. Like, we're, we're not a team that I would say, talent-wise, we can go toe-to-toe with some of the upper echelon teams at the league, even with a Matt Ryan, which, again, I know we're parking a lot of Matt Ryan. We'll talk about <laughs> Because I know y'all chomping at the bit to talk about Matt Ryan. But I think from a team standpoint, you know, I'll tell you this. We play more together now than I've seen probably the last couple of years. All of the individuals, we've kind of gotten them out of the building. Starting with Julio Jones. To get me wrong. When Julio Jones said he wanted out of Atlanta on uh, on first take and everybody saw it. Everybody saw the, the interview. Yeah, it, it sucked. But you know what? That's the type of mentality that we almost need to let go. You know? Like, we need people that want to go play football and that's locked in, dialed in, team players. And I think collectively we're playing more as a team, which is why I think when we played the Giants last week, we were able to get it done and do something we hadn't done in a couple of years, which is close out a game, which is actually make plays in critical moments to actually close out a game. So I think there are little bits that we can take, but we honestly just – we are a team that is rebuilding. We are a team that is literally trying to figure out our identity, as Jimbo said. But first quarter of the season, that's kind of what we need to be talking about right now. Right. And I hadn't mentioned right. Kyle Pitts. So, yeah, that's what we got. How's he doing, by the way? I haven't been really watching too much. Uh, Lack of opportunities. I told Jimbo Spice on the podcast the other week. I was like, he, he's like a freight train. It's like you see him coming. Like, eventually he's going to come closer and closer. He's not right at your face yet, but he'll make a catch here. You just, like, you see the ability in spurts. And I just think it's only a matter of time before he kind of breaks out just because he's got that 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 extra gear that I would say none of our other receivers have, including Calvin Ridley. Right. And and he's a rookie. He's a rookie, too. So and that's what people are missing, are kind of forgetting about him because he's that unicorn that we wanted at four at four. And, but they, they, you cannot forget that he's a rookie and a rookie on offense. Rookie on defenses are different. They can fly around. They can be more freely. On on offense, the people can scheme to stop you, and, and and we finding out some people are scheming to stop Kyle Pitts before he even gets started, which do say a lot. That that do say a lot about that rookie. But like Mike said, I think he's on the fringe of exploding, and God knows. Let's hope for y'all's sake he don't explode this start to explode this Sunday. Yeah, because he yeah, coming. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that in a, yeah, piece, yeah. In a few minutes. Yeah, we, we got we got we got some insight for y'all and, on that. And it's it's funny because what you just described about the Falcons is very similar to about about Washington. We're a new team. 
Except the only difference between our two teams is we're going through a culture change. We're going through a lot of change. Name, everything changed, right? You know, last year we got rid of everybody and started from scratch. But we're rebuilding this team, and we got fool's gold last year with a 7-9 and division championship that we probably – I don't want to say we shouldn't have had, but it's not our fault the rest of the teams just sucked, and, and it's not our fault that the Eagles coach benched uh, – um, what's his name? Um uh, brought in Jalen Hurts for the entire second half, and then we won the division in, in the last game of the season. Like, oh yeah, we probably shouldn't have won the division, but we did. And now we have this schedule, and it's it's year two of a rebuild in Ron Rivera, and there's all these expectations, and we're just proving to be we not we're not where we where the fan base and the media hyped us up to be division champions. We're coming back. No, we're in year year two of a rebuild, and it's a slow, it's a process. So it sounds like you guys are already there, but your expectations are more level-headed than, than our, well, our media and our fans come out to be. You know what I'm saying? But but I'll say this, though. I'll say to add one thing that y'all are clearly ahead of us at, which I think is championship caliber. It's just my own two cents from being an outside observer. It is on the defensive line. You guys have defensive linemen who are capable of taking over games at any given time. And you know in this right. league, when you got a good defensive line, you can mask all the other stuff. See, Very true. But they on, But they've never done it. <laughs> but Chase yeah, Young, yeah. Young got zero sacks, bro. But, but yeah, as of now, he got zero. As of now, I mean, I hope tomorrow, I hope Saturday, Sunday, he gets like six in one day, like uh, Chandler did. I mean, but, but what's the chances? But you know what? Well, but I say this though, he still feels confident enough that he's looked at our offensive line and he said, "Yeah, this is my game that I'm going to break out at." I thought that that was really telling him him because he's like, "Well, yeah, I, you know, I've been kind of behind the eight ball. Well, well, I got the Falcons this week. Let right. me break those guys." So. He, he might have spotted something on our offensive line, which, again, we'll yeah. touch on later. Uh, <laughs> that makes hey. him feel something, right? Because this is the second week that a player has played came against us. Because Tom Brady last week trolled us, or week before last. Tom yeah. Brady trolled us before he played us. It was 328 on the clock, uh, at his clock at his house, and he was just trolling us 28 to 3. Yeah. For the team, right? So this is almost like the second out of the third week that somebody has looked at our team and said, oh, yeah, 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 oh, that left tackle, oh, that right tackle, I'm about to eat these guys for lunch. That, to me, we don't have a defensive lineman who can say, oh, yeah, uh, your offensive guard, your left guard, oh, we're about to kill him this week. We don't. We got, we got carved up by Danny Dimes, bro. Honestly, we got carved up by Danny Dimes. <laughs> y'all, y'all, yeah, hey, Dev, hold up. We're we gonna we gonna talk about that. In, y'all, in legit, y'all legit, y'all legit won that game against them, though. We legit got lucky. Yeah, we did. We should be zero three. Sure did. Hey, uh, so it's a quarterback centric league. We all know that the uh, the league of the old, the league of probably our, we'll call it youth, was about running the football. You know, it's a, it's a quarterback centric league. Matt Ryan is, is is a is a seasoned veteran. You guys have a quarterback. We have Taylor Heineke. We had Ryan Fitzpatrick went down with the hip injury the fourth series of the game, and we've had Taylor Heineke since. So, I think I have my own opinion of who Matt Ryan is. You know, he's a solid veteran. You know what you're going to get at him. You're not going to get any more. You're not going to get any less. You you know what you're going to get, Matt Ryan. He's kind of a statue back there, but he 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 doesn't make crazy bad decisions. So I just want to see like. Jimbo, like, what, what, what is your opinion on on Matt Ryan as a as a lifelong fan? Like, are you happy with him? Are you pissed well, off about him? Like, no. First of all, first of all, go ahead. If any Falcons fans watching, go ahead and repeat what you just said about Matt Ryan for the our fan base, really quick. Repeat what you just said for me, real quick about him being a statue. No, no, he, he's a stable bit. We know what we're going to get from him. And he's, he, yeah, you, you're and not going to get any more. You're not going to get any less. You know exactly we, what you get from him week in and week out. He got an MVP. Right, and, and we got a quarterback. We got a quarterback, right? Yeah, right. I did hear you say that. Thank yes. you very much. We do not have that. You have <laughs> okay, that. appreciate, it. appreciate. It. Just wanted yeah. the fan. I, if I'm in our fan base watching this, we want a, another fan base to put it out there so they can hear. It. That's yeah. all. I really appreciate that. Well, Thank he's gonna be much. in Washington next year anyways. So you want him? Oh, so you want Matt Ryan? No, See, I, do, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely do not. <laughs> want Matt Ryan? Okay, but, uh, but I didn't want uh, you know Fitzpatrick either. But we got him. So you'll take Matt Ryan. Say. You'll take Matt Ryan for over what you got is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. I, I'll take him over fit. Oh, okay. I know. Go ahead, Jim. Driving. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Jim wanted to get it there. Yeah. So, okay. Who who is Matt Ryan? Right. Matt Ryan's a pocket passing, record setting, gun slinging. Yes, I wrote this down. Been sacked over forty times. Never had a defense. Never had an offensive line. 
on like his six have six or seven hundred OC head coach. Yeah, that is Matt Ryan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in a nutshell, right? But at the end of the day, Matt Ryan gives you a chance to win a ball game. The Washington football team wish they had a Matt Ryan so they can have a chance to win a football game. We I'm gonna go out on Alex Smith. I'm gonna go out on the line. Okay, Alex Smith, Matt Ryan, same, almost, uh, almost the same guy. Almost the same guy. No, no, almost the same guy. Don't get me fired up. I know no. the numbers. I know the numbers. I'm talking Matt about Ryan's, Matt Ryan's style. better. I'm talking about the style. Matt Ryan is better. Thank you. But I'm talking about the style of body type, not taking off. In, in, but anyway, let me go. I'm gonna go here. If the Washington football team had Matt Ryan last year with that defense in that deep and that defensive line in the playoffs, y'all would have damn near went to the Super Bowl. Now, if y'all disagree with that, t- tell me I'm lying. If you had Matt Ryan on the center last year, with 10 that wins, line, 10 wins easy. Get no, because I'm gonna tell you something. When Matt Ryan get in the playoffs, Matt Ryan turns into a whole nother person. And we know as Atlanta Falcon fans, and some of the teams that we have beat, they will tell you. The man is dead on when he get in the playoffs. He do he do not play no games. The only thing that fucks Matt, I'm sorry. You can curse. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Cool with that shit. Hey, whatever you want. Don't the hold back. The only thing that mess Matt Ryan up when he get in the playoffs, he don't have a defense. So like right. and uh, and like I said, if he was on y'all team last year in the playoffs, y'all would have went almost to in the Super Bowl. Y'all probably would have made it to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna just put with that defense. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there with a running game. So what we got now. Today in Matt Ryan, let's talk about right now. Today we're talking about a guy that just not is not finna just not finna lose a game for you. It's all around stuff that is going on that put Matt Ryan in some of the position that Matt Ryan has been put in this year, and that's okay with us. You know why we pay him a whole lot of money to get put in stuckful situation. Matt Ryan crawl, walk, and then run. That's what he's doing right now. He's starting to walk on you. That's what the Giants done found out, and then he's gonna start running here in a minute, and then some people gonna have to pay. He's gonna be top, he's gonna be top in all the passing. He's gonna broke every record you can think of in the in the first 14 years as a quarterback in the league. So as of right now, you ain't gotta worry about y'all ain't gonna have to worry about Matt Ryan too much because he's still crawling. That 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 third quarter of the season, them teams, they're gonna have to worry about the walking Matt Ryan in the last four the four uh games or so. They're gonna have to worry about the running one. And then yeah. but right now, we are right where we want to be at with the quarterback that we have. And it's good to know a lot of other teams out there want it. Big Mike, go ahead and get it now. Hey, yeah, tell, tell us, lay, lay it on us. Let's go. I want to hear what you got to say, Steve. And then I, <laughs> I, 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 all I wanted to say was listen, Matt Ryan, I, I'm, I'm a fan. Like, I'm not diehard. I, I appreciate football and I like talent. He four pick or four touchdowns, three, three interceptions this year, but he's throwing for 71%, which means the ball is getting where it needs to be. Now, I don't know what those three picks were. I didn't watch any of the games, but 71%. Teams have been tearing us apart with accuracy, like breaking the zone, putting the ball in tight spots. Like that's the last thing we need to be seeing as a quarterback who's that accurate because it gives a, a guy catches the, the ball is going to be where it's going to need to be, and then the rest on the player to make something happen. So it's it's a little 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 bit scary to play someone who's that accurate. That's all I was trying to say. Okay. No, 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 no. That's good because I'm gonna go a little bit more grim. You know what I mean? Because because I agree, and I'm gonna tell you something. It is refreshing to hear another team's viewpoint of Matt Ryan. Because I, I'll tell you this, if you come around the city of Atlanta, you will see a lot of people, like, I mean, with trash cans, basically trying to run Matt Ryan as far out of town as they possibly can. Yeah. First and foremost, let's just start there. But I will tell you this, though. There is a there's a really peculiar element to the story of Matt Ryan. And it's really unfair to this guy because at one point in time, this guy was paid at the same level as Aaron Rodgers, right? Almost yeah. 20. $5 million a year, top flight quarterback. And the craziest thing to me, and this goes to Thomas Dimitrov, because I hate mentioning his name, our freaking previous GM general manager, because he screwed his team up so mercilessly. And I'll tell you what, you got a quarterback back there who can make throws, great completion percentage, field general, uh, does all the right things off the field, right? Is kind of a guy that like you really don't need to worry about at the quarterback position. But you give him some of the most piss poor offensive linemen <laughs> known to man. So you pick, pick wide receivers and tight ends with your first pick, man. Well, you know, pick here's a the fucking thing. lineman. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. We <laughs> pick tight ends. We've done that kind of stuff. But the problem is this: we haven't picked talented players. Period. Like we haven't picked players that have translated to to the NFL. And and I, and I would say this goes back years for this goes back. Oh from, yeah. 
Peter Kahn's to I could just man, I could got a laundry list of guys who didn't pan out. And I'll tell you this, it always starts in the drafting and scouting department. Because you you would say that like, you know, my thing about it is like this. If we spend all of this money, you know, building this really nice building, you gotta take time to put some chairs inside the building, right? You got it like this is an office, like we got a big building, right? And we got an office inside of it. You gotta put chairs in it, you gotta have a cafeteria, you gotta have an elevator, you gotta have all this stuff to work on the inside. Cause cause and what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that's what we've done. We got we got the building. We got Matt Ryan. You can you can build around Matt Ryan, but we put nothing in that building to protect this guy, which is why Chase Young can look at our offensive line and say, I haven't broken out yet. This is the week that I break out. Mm-hmm. And again, the reason why you see Matt Ryan being erratic sometimes is I will tell you this straight up for everybody from in Washington that's watching this right now is he is a gun shy. He suffers a little bit. He he's seeing ghosts just a little bit because as soon as he says hut. He got people in his face. And I don't care how good you are. If you're living like that and you're getting set and you're getting defensive linemen, these huge – y'all got some defensive linemen. That's right. right. I've looked at your depth chart. Y'all are, y'all have put an onus on the defensive line. And one thing about Ron Rivera, with him coming from Carolina, he is definitely familiar with Matt Ryan. He knows how to affect him. So, if anything – that's why I said this game is going to be really interesting for both of us because, you know, the Giants, I thought that we were kind of – on par with the Giants in terms of just the way we played. It felt like we was playing ourselves. This is literally a team that if we come out and play our game, we could dominate. But, again, if we let, you know, Taylor Heineke um, and with your defense, if your defense is able to get pressure on Matt Ryan, it could be a long day for us, like point blank. Don't you have three first-rounders on the offensive line? I I thought I heard a comment on the radio today. I don't know if it's true or not. Or are they older three first-rounders? Last year our whole line was first-rounders. Actually, our whole line, yeah, with the exception of – no, no, no. Jalen Mayfield was a third rounder. We got a rookie at left guard, third rounder. We got a fourth rounder, uh, Hennessy. But yeah, uh, to your point, uh, Jake Matthews, first rounder. Chris Lindstrom actually is probably one of our best linemen. We never talk about him because he never does anything wrong, which is great. That's why we don't even, I don't spend a lot of time talking about Chris Lindstrom. He do what he's supposed to do. He grayed out 85, 90 a game, every game. We never talk about him. But Caleb McGarry, now I give you a little bit of intel. Caleb McGarry, our right tackle. Chase Young, that's what that's why he feels like he's got an advantage right there. And I'll be honest with you. That's who it's gonna be over. Caleb McGarry struggles against like fast pass rushing. Yes, Lord. Eats his lunch twice a year, every year since he's been in the league. And it's just known. And he puts he puts tweets about it. And I'll put you like this. All y'all have played football before. If a guy tweets you that 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 yeah, I, I just destroyed this guy this game, right? And you gotta see that guy again the next game. If you really feel like you can beat that guy, you're going to be looking forward to like, all right, I got Cameron Jordan again. And you get beat the same way you got beat the first time. That man owns you. So yeah. it's Cameron Jordan. I mean, that's Daniel Jones to the Washington football team till the last two weeks ago. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> he's like our daddy. He's been our daddy for four right. games straight. But you know, quick, uh, before, I, before I turn over to Phil, I got one question from Tiho for, for Jimbo. Um, he asked, Who was a good, another good wide receiver on your team since Julio is gone? Then I'll turn it over to Phil. Since, since Julio has left, yeah, uh, it's, it's no question it's Kevin Ridley. No question about it, hands down. But we are starting to notice some flaws since Julio left. Um, we don't know if he can really carry the weight as a wide receiver one. We don't know how physical he is when it comes to putting his shoulder pads down and, and making the tough catches and, and just, you know, grinding and being that guy, being the running back after the catch not just a catch and, and, and fall down or catch in the end zone. We want to know what that yak looking looking like, but definitely Kevin Ridley. And, and, and we definitely missed that yak from, from Julio Jones and a bigger tight wide receiver. We're more finessed at wide receiver right about now, but I think Kevin Ridley is, is the best since Julio left, because that's all we got since Julio left, really. Ridley or else? We don't really have okay. a Well, let me, let me uh, just ask you all this. Um, I have everybody on your entire roster. Who should the Washington football team be watching on Sunday? Make an impact for the Falcons. Who should be that key guy that you think is going to be the one to make an impact for your team? I'll tell y'all now it's going to be the tight end. We're terrible at covering tight ends. He's going to have his game. Hey, look, okay, we we, we can answer that question and Mike could jump on it, but as the – after we answer this, after we answer this, answering this, we want the same same answer. From, we want that same question answered from y'all. And Mike, you- yeah, we're gonna. This is a reciprocity question because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we 
we're definitely going to ask y'all the same question. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this, because, you know, like I said, we like to get geeky over here at Pound for Pound ATF. Offensively or defensively, because both matter. Let's go both. Give us one for sure. each. Sure, give us one for each. I will split it up. Jumbo, you want to do offense or defense? I will split it up. You know, I, I, I know where you mind that anyway. So Yeah, yeah, go. I do. I, you do. I'm going to do that offense. You know what I want. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm gonna let Jimbo because Jimbo is a secondary guy. Uh, I'm gonna let him. Uh, I'm gonna let him give you some insight on who he thinks. But I'll say offensively, the one guy, the one guy that you really gotta watch out for. If I'm really honest, and I, it's weird for me to say this, Cordero <coughs> Patterson, because let me tell you something. Cordero Patterson has been a special teams guy, kind of a gadget guy up to this point. Never really had a real role. Could play a little bit of this, play a little bit of that. But I will tell you this. They find ways every game to scheme Cordero Patterson open. One thing that we like to note on the podcast about Cordero Patterson is this. He is truly one of the guys, I would say, outside of Calvin Ridley, that usually when he gets the ball, he has the ability to make the first defender miss, right? And you need that. When you want, you know, when the type of offense that we're running, we're kind of slowing the ball down a little bit. Those yak players are absolutely important. So I would say – you know, it took me a little while to get on the train because I couldn't really see him as a running back. But the one thing about Cordero Patterson, most people don't realize, is he's 6'2", 240 pounds, and he runs like a four 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 five. So he is definitely a guy where you put all that attention on Kyle Pitts. You know, you, you look at Kyle Ridley over the top, you know. Cordero Patterson is easily a guy that can sneak out the backfield off the screen and give you 20, 25 yards. Because if you look at the game against the Giants, um, he was the guy who had the critical uh, play you know, to really put us in position to win that game. So, Cordero Patterson is definitely my guy offensively. What you got, Jimbo, from that defensive side? Oh, that defensive side of the ball, which, it, which is the strength of that Atlanta Falcon team. That That's our strength. Had, it used to be the offense. Now the tables have turned. Shout out to Dean Pease, our new defensive coordinator. I love it. And he went off on – up, oh, man, we're going to talk – Mike, we got some stuff to talk about tomorrow on our live show. <laughs> anyway, but go. watch out. Watch out for our linebacker core. They're starting to come along now, which is a group of fast uh, guys that love to hit. Now, they had trouble guarding tight ends, and I see a lot of young people saying, y'all people saying that in the chat, but we got the same problem. But our guys are starting to our guys are starting to fix that problem, which is good to see because you, you, if they fix that problem, then they, it's going to be it's going to be hell to pay. Now, Grady Jerry on the defensive line, if you don't know who that is, y'all, if you, if you don't know him, you're going to find out who he is Sunday. D- disruptive. He, 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 he good on stopping a run. Good on – I mean, he hurt people. He punished people. He yeah. been your back. He been your, he been your over like a clothes hanging and make you kiss your own, own, own ass cheeks. Mm. Greater Jerry is that guy. So watch out for Greater Jerry. <laughs> watch out for that linebacker core. And A.J. Terrell is our, our corner. Now, I, we haven't got full – I haven't got a full report to know if he's going to play uh, this Sunday, because he's coming out of concussion protocol, we, we probably know. I probably should have been to check that before I got on. That's one thing I wanted to check, but he might be playing Sunday. He, I, I, as of today, he played. He practiced oh, today. He, he said full okay, practice so, today. So yeah. that, that that's another guy. I probably wouldn't go his way. He's starting to come into, and I'm not just being biased. I'm I'm being serious on like I've been. We've been watching this guy. This guy is starting to jump into that like top ten corner type field in the NFL, and he's starting to find his way. So I can't wait to see him and McLaren. That was our receiver. What's his name? McLaren. Yep, Terry McLaren. I can't. Curtis Samuel's to playing too, maybe. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. I, we got somebody for him too. But I can't wait to see. <laughs> I can't wait to see AJ Terrell and McLaren go at that. It's going to be really good matchup right actually, there. Actually, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Jimbo, because there's actually one guy that I thought that y'all really didn't have a role for this guy. But I tell you this. He is playing some really good football for us, and that's Fabian Moreau. Right. right. I was just about to ask you about Fabian. I don't love Fabian Moreau. I didn't want to leave. Fabian, why he kind of fell out of favor with the old old coaching staff, which I can kind of guess a little bit because I think we got a uh, Kyle Smith or one of the one of y'all's uh, uh, AVPs or whatever. Yeah. And he said Fabian Moreau guy, we need to get his guy a shot. Let me tell you something. We never heard anything about Fabian Moreau out of camp. And you know why? Because he never really did anything to put himself in a bad situation. So I was. Right. He is actually playing really solid football. And that's actually a thank you to you guys for not really, uh, you know, recognizing his talent. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. 
But yeah, linebacker core, Grady Jerry and AJ Terrell. And and thanks for Monroe. He's been solid for us. Absolutely. Now the question is on y'all. Go ahead. All with right. So Dev, start us off. Who who do you think that they should be watching from our team come Sunday? Obviously, the easy choice would be Terry, but I'm a, I'm gonna surprise you. I think this is the game where we get back on the Heineke bandwagon. And and the reason is because I know we're talking about uh Matt, who I I'm a fan of. I don't want him here. But I'm a fan of them, you know. But they're throwing – they're basically the same guy this year. I mean, uh, you know, Heineke is throwing 69.4%. Matt's throwing 70. Matt got 707 yards. Heineke got 670. You know, Matt has four touchdowns, three interceptions. Heineke got five touchdowns, three interceptions. You know, Heineke has been sacked twice, though. Matt's been sacked seven. Heineke also has a touchdown running and about 50 yards in one game. Like, those are the things that – those are the only things that he separated. But I think right now, if 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 Curtis is able to play, Samuels is able to play, at least be a, at least a third option behind Thomas and McLaurin, obviously, and sprinkling some Gibson, I think that can be a hard thing for Atlanta to 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 recover from if they're on. But as we as we have seen so far, it's easy to get Washington out of the running game, so they become one dimensional. And you can stomp them. You can curb stomp Washington, man. Because they after you after you score about two or three times on them, they don't want to play no more on defense. They're basically running through the motions. If you watch them, you can see our defensive end so aggressive. They just run upfield, and the quarterback slides to the right, wide open guy every time. Wow. It's 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 crazy. Watch the Bills game, man. Now I know Washington played the Bills and Chargers, who right now look like two of some of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah. Period. So yeah. I, and, and so I'm not really that hung up on a one and two record. And I'm not holding, I'm not jacking off, you know, the Carolina Panthers because they played the fucking Jets and a goddamn Houston, Texas, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, I don't care what y'all say, how good you think Donald is. He played the fucking Texans, man. Hey, but you, and the you're, Jets. you're supposed to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, though. Right, right, right. This is the NFL, right, man. This right. is, you know how hard it is to win an NFL game. And I mean, yeah, not, it's, 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 it's easier when you're playing the fucking Texans and the goddamn uh, – Jets, though, right? I mean, I mean, let's just be I real mean, honest. Point, no, no, to your point, that is true because I mean, they did play. Yeah, I mean, if we had those guys on the schedule, if we could take off the Bills and the Chiefs and the Chargers, and we could put Texans and uh, the the whoever the other team is again, the Jets on there, we'd be three and zero. I'm mean, just being honest with you. No, man. you and then everybody be like, oh, they're so great. No, we suck, man. We just played the Jets and the Texans. But I think right now, everybody, right now, we're at one and a half points. Favorite over the Atlanta? One and a half? Yeah, yeah one and a half points. Now, <laughs> so I, I really being in Atlanta, em. it's a one and a half point favorite for Washington, em. which is nothing. It's a pick em. Right, it's a pick em. So I'm thinking <laughs> they beat they beat the Giants. And they beat them. It wasn't like they uh, – they the, the it wasn't like the Giants dropped a wide open pass for a touchdown like they did against us. You know, yeah. it wasn't like one of those things. Or they got a, you know, a holding call on a 60-yard scramble by the quarterback that should have been a touchdown. It didn't like that thing happen. Y'all beat those guys. We got lucky against the Giants. So anybody thinks we should beat the Falcons, I'm gonna surprise everybody and say it now. I got us losing, man. Uh you, you two steps ahead of us, man. Hold the score. And I'm gonna be mad because I want us to win bad. Steve's not right that damn. Yes. Yeah. Phil, Phil, go ahead. Who should be right. watching? Um <laughs> on defense, on defense, one thing that you all gotta watch out for and the matchup I want to see is when William Jackson is lined up on Calvin Ridley. Ooh. So that's your number one against the guy who's been our most consistent corner. Um, Gal- oh, William Jackson, it's interesting. He only has one pick this year. So Barbecue all- chicken. That's what really saying right now. Barbecue nah, chicken, nah, man. No, 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 no. Jackson has probably been our most consistent by far. He's in on every play. It's, it's just there have been some amazing throws against him to get, in, get into these guys' hands against him. But um, – he is probably the one who's going to be most uh, consistent as far as coverage so far this season. So I'm interested to see William Jackson go up against Calvin Ridley, see what he can do to, you know, try and mitigate that and force Matt Ryan to go to his other receivers. Um, the other he's going to do is going to play ten yards. He's going to play ten yards off of him. Right he there, seven yard pass Tino, the entire game. Tino heard me right there. William Jackson versus Calvin Ridley um, is going to be a key matchup for Washington's defense. I think that Chase talking and Chase talking is just going to draw more attention to his side of the ball. 
So the other guy on defense, y'all got to watch out for is Montez Sweat. Absolutely. Montez Sweat is the – because Chase Young was the number two pick and Montez was a number 23 or 26. Yep. I can't remember off the time. We, we came back into the first round. Yeah, we came back into the first round, drafted him towards the end of the first round. After, after Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, after Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Since he was our first round pick in 2019, because I don't remember the other one, um, <laughs> people forget how good he is. He is a first round edge rusher. Oh, Mississippi State. And he led the team in sacks last year, not Chase. Oh, yeah. But Chase caused enough disruption on his end of the, of the ball that freed up things for Montez on the other side, because you, can, you can't double team both sides of the ball, especially with defensive tackles like ours. So I think that. This is actually going to be a breakout game for anybody on the defensive line. It's going to be Montez Sweat uh, just because of the fact that he's been sleeper quiet, but he's been doing a lot in terms of trying to keep the edge, forcing plays back inside. So the times that our defensive tackles have actually you know, done their job, it's been because quarterbacks have been pushed up the middle towards them. Hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see us play a less mobile quarterback. Because we haven't had that yet this season. Right. We, you know, Justin Herbert isn't a running quarterback, but he's mobile enough to move around in the pocket, you know, Definitely. better than Matt Ryan this. Definitely. And then we went Daniel Jones and uh, Josh Allen back to back. Danny so, Tore us up. Danny so for me, my um, I'll just go straight to the <laughs> offense because Phil, I was going to say Montez went on defense because I, I think he's going to, he's, he's due. Chase is due, but I think our guys are so much in their own heads. They're trying too hard. They're hearing all this ridicule from the fan base and the fans. We were the number two ranked defense last year. Now we're literally, if you want to go by yards right now, I want to say we are we are the 31st ranked team in total yards, which is completely opposite of where we were last year. 29th in total points scored against. So it ain't looking too good for us. Again, though, offense, again though we played the Bills and yes. the Chargers. You know, and the and Giants hung 29 on The Giants have pretty good defense, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you played a lot of good defenses, though. and I, mean, yeah. I would say good quarterbacks, two of yeah. them ways. So, if there's ever a prime time, it, it's prime time to break out of this one. But the person I think that Atlanta should be watching for is my man Logan Motherfucking Thomas, because wow. I love Logan. Oh, he's our he's our tight end, and he for some reason he he's he's just always open, and I I don't Got know why. Him. He's always open. He's always especially in the red zone. You know, he's a big dude, former Virginia Tech quarterback. He's like six yeah. six. He's a big boy, man. Um, so seventy-two catches last year, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, guys that are former quarterbacks. I'll tell you this: guys that are former quarterbacks. You know what? I let out a little secret because y'all, you know, y'all invited us to this podcast, so we'll let out a little secret. <laughs> you got a quarterback that um, y'all might see a couple snaps at tight end. I just go ahead and put it out there, and that's Felipe Franks, which is our third-string quarterback. Which is our third-string quarterback. Oh, uh, uh, the guy from the uh, he's in another league, right? Before he's he in the XFL. Excellent. Yeah, I remember that guy. Okay. Felipe Franks actually was the quarterback for the Arkansas Razorbacks last year. He used to be right. Florida Gator. He got a brother that plays um, – his brother's a tight end for the Cleveland Browns. But, again, he's one of those guys that played quarterback in college, like 6'7", 260. Kind of fits that that mold of a Logan Thomas. Um, just, you know, big guy that can just – like, like has that have the potential to get open. That's one guy that I think that um, – I would say that is one guy that we are watching out for as an X Factor because we just like, I don't know, maybe it's a lead thing. I think it's an NFL thing. Maybe tight ends are just freaks in nature these days, but we have trouble covering the tight end too. And yes, we do. Y'all got another good one for sure. Like he is definitely a guy that is on our radar for sure. Now y'all, y'all, in y'all last three games, y'all don't gave up over, y'all don't gave up 92 points in the, over the last three games. Which, which that's a, and that's a lot. Now, now don't get me wrong, that's a lot, but that don't mean that we finna do that. It's a copycat lead. If your defense is not stopping a certain thing, I'm, I'm telling you now, Arthur Smith finna come in there and he finna go right back at it. He, nope. he, he, you, just trans, you just transitioned to our next subject, Jimbo go Slice. Go ahead, go ahead. Keys to ATL victory. Let's go. Keys to the ATL victory. We're going to have to establish the run game to the outside. Deron Payne is not going to let us eat that gut like we want to. No. I, 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 I know. I, been, I watched a little film, and Deron Payne is really one of the ones on that defensive line. You really need to be need to keep an eye on. He's oh. not going to let us gut them yeah. like that. We got to get them outside. We got to get into the outside. And Deron Payne is is is, is he's demanding a double team? 
So the key to, to our offense winning the game, we're going to have to get to the outsides, and we're going to have to run at those slim defensive ends y'all got, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And that's what people have been doing to y'all. Y'all expectation for that defense line defense line been so high, people been running right at them or coming right at them or RPO right at them and then throw the ball. So that's kind of they that's kind of how they taking y'all out of the game. And I think that's the same way we're gonna have to do it. Cause if we sit back there and let Matt Ryan be that statue, Montez Sweat and Chase Young is gonna get home eventually, especially with our left, our right, our right tackle. Right. Yeah, he will. He will. Barbecue chicken. You might be- <laughs> what's, your, what's your keys to an ATL victory? Okay, so my keys to an ATL victory are, are, is this. I and and it, you know what? What's crazy is it's not necessarily because we're playing the Redskins. This is usually some of my keys to the big to, to, to an ATL victory. Because you guys have an aggressive defensive line, I would say a borderline dynamic defensive line. We have to be able to one hit in the screen game and find matchups in those matchups. If we're able to find one-on-one matchups because the one thing I haven't really I don't really know a lot about is who the Washington linebackers are. That may not be a bad thing or Nobody. it may not be a good thing because I've never heard of who these guys are, right? Now I think their first name was barbecue, last name's chicken. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's a they are shit tacular. Our our linebackers we call them craptastic. But look, okay, <sighs> I will say this. Um because Kyle Pitts, I look at it like this and we hadn't really talked a lot about Kyle Pitts, but I'll tell you this. Kyle Pitts has been, I would say, very frustrating for the Atlanta Falcons fans to watch because, again, he got all of this pressure on him. And, like, i give you a good example. We played against the Giants last week, and we get to the red zone, and we hear all this stuff about how Kyle Pitts is good in the red zone. We don't even have him in the package in the red zone, right? So the thing about Kyle Pitts is this, though. What he showed me in the second half against the Giants is is he's just going to play his game, do what he got to do, and wait for the ball to come to him. One thing I like about him as a rookie is that he is a very selfless rookie. Like, you would think a guy with all this hype would be demanding the ball, but he just lets the game come to him. I think that the keys to the victory will be establishing Kyle Pitts early, as we do every week. But also, another guy who we don't talk about, as in Hayden Hurst as well, too. So I think this will be a game where we rely on the tight ends because you guys have such an aggressive defensive line. So I think for us, it's screen games and ensuring that we hit our tight ends because – I do think the, the Calvin Ridley and Will Jackson battle will be a little bit better than people anticipate. Me too. I'm definitely yeah. a Will uh, fan in terms of um, his body of work that he's put out as well. You, you speak the truth because uh, tight ends tend to tear us up. Mobile quarterbacks and tight ends tear us up. And I was going to say, we are we are famous for, for making tight ends famous. Austin Hooper is paid in <laughs> Cleveland because of the game he had against Washington two years ago. Um, you you probably remember it. Was it two years yeah. ago? Maybe three years ago. I don't know. He tore <laughs> us up. Then he got paid. He left and he got paid. So that's what we do. Now we have our first round. We tried to pay Davis. him. We tried to pay Uber. He we turned us down. Remember that? Yeah, um, we tried to pay him. Just, I don't know if it's scheme or what, but they just tear us up. Like they sit in the soft zone. They they hit the scene. The tight ends just always seem to eat us open. So I was scared yeah, of Kyle. Uh, or say, um, John Bosick doesn't drop back yeah. in coverage. Kyle Pitts and Hurst scare me. You know what I mean? I saw, I saw, I know what Hurst can do. Like he, he's a good tight end. He just doesn't get a lot of opportunities. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, so those are good keys to 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 victories here. Um, you know, for us, I, I would just say that we need the defense just to be a shell of themselves last year. They were a great defense last year, and they've been horrible this year so far. If they can play at least half as good as they did last year. We have a chance to compete in this game and win. I think it's that simple. I don't, I don't know what else we need to do. It's, it's that simple. Phil, you got anything else on that? Keep um, victory? We, and this is going to be harder to do because Antonio Gibson's now questionable because he sudden, he suddenly showed up on the, uh, on the did not practice list or limited practice list because of a shin issue. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, um, but we got J.D. McKissick. And we got uh, I and I just didn't back it for that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. You got to put some respect on JD's name. I'm bro. not the yeah, he had 80 grabs last year. How many players on the, how many yeah, players in Atlanta the had 80 grabs? Yes, our backup running back was the best slot receiver we he had. He was the check year. down, he was the check down. He was nobody else got checked down 80 grabs though. But so what you want to say if hey, look, look, if, if Gibson had got those 80 grabs, Dev, man, they would have just been like, I'm about, to, I'm about to, I'm about to give, I'm about to give hey, a man some credit. Man. They, they hate on the kids. Y'all ever watch our show, they hate see, them. We need to see what Jared Patterson could do because Jared Patterson looked 
amazing in the preseason. Buffalo, Buffalo. And he's only seen one game uh, so far this season. He's the third. He's the third string back, but he's really the, it should be the second string running back. As JD McKissick, JD McKissick is a third down back through and through. So with or without Antonio Gibson, we need to be able to establish some kind of a running game because one of the reasons why our defense is getting bombed on is because the defense is spending you know too much time on the field because we can't sustain drives. Oh, I know that. You can have the best defense in the world, but if they're out there 35, 40 minutes of a 60-minute game, they're going to get gassed, all right? The human body is only designed to be so enduring no matter how athletic you are. So you got to maintain drives and we got to run the ball more consistently. That doesn't mean just, you know, the, the spot runs we saw, but even last week, like we came, we came out, we come out in, in games and in the first eight plays, we'll call six, seven passes. Like, I don't know what Scott Turner's thinking sometimes. And, and we have a lot of questions about him as an offensive coordinator, but he has zero commitment to running the ball. You know, and it's weird because you think that if you if he learned from his dad anything, his dad was a head coach here and consistently had a great running game. He went from Terry Allen to Stephen Davis over a course of almost a decade, and those yeah. guys were consistent year in, year out, thousand yard plus running backs. And he was a guy who liked to go air Coriel and bomb out on you. Yeah. We need to run the ball because it opens up the pass. It causes defense to play honest. And I don't know how we can get this word out to Scott Turner, but he needs to hear this. We need to run the ball more. Keep that defense off the field a little bit more so they're fresh when they come on the field and they can make plays. Hey, breaking news before we go to Dev real quick. Jaguars are up 14 to zip. Stop, Bengals. What? What? What is going on here? Two crap teams, that's what it is. Hey, no, no, no. In my hey, fantasy, Cincinnati's not bad, but and I just thought Marvin Jones scored a touchdown. I was, I was I was I was hesitating to start him, but anyway, he, he yeah. anyway. I'm I'm talking about money. I took the I took the Bengals in the over, so I'm really hurting right now. But anyway, <laughs> wow. Hey, Jared, uh, Jared Peterson, is that the running Patterson. back from Buff- Patterson? That's from Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, he had like eight touchdowns in one game one year. Oh, He was just man. clowned because, of, you know, University of Buffalo is, you know, is, is University of Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like That division one school. That dude, that dude is built like Maurice Jones-Drew, and I don't exactly. know why we're not putting that to use. Running the ball is running the ball. I don't care what part of college you're in. You know how to – he got vision. We mm-hmm. me and Mike me and Mike do uh, undrafted free agents for Pound Pound ATL, and we was digging into this guy, and we was looking at this guy, and we was running his film. Was like this guy's good, like yeah. Atlanta. Please, very productive. <laughs> very productive. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and we love that guy. So to possibly play against him this Sunday, that's gonna be awesome to see. I, I hope that I hope they play him a little bit more. If I mean, yeah. I like the kid, man. I don't care what what level of football. He's I do too. With. I I, I want to see him. I want to see him eat, and right, we yeah. haven't had that opportunity yet. Now, maybe with Gibson out, that forces the issue. And if he can get going early, maybe it'll show Scott Turner, oh, my God, look what happens when we run the ball. It, 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 it sounds like yeah. Scott Turner is stuck in his ways, and he's one of them good old boy OCs, and that's just not going to happen. We had yeah. that guy last year that he's was doing the same thing with the fans. This is, this is only his second full season as an OC. Man. Yep. He's so learning Deb, on the job, but he's what, not what, learning correctly. Deb, what's your key to a Washington victory here, real quick? And then we'll yep. go on to score uh, predictions. Pres- pressure up the middle. I think that Allen and Payne, as uh, I think it was Mike that said that, right? Uh, Allen and Payne, man, I think that I think if they break them off a little bit, we could beat them. But I, I know if y'all watched ESPN the other day and y'all saw the clip where your boy was talking about how selfish Chase Young and uh and uh Shark and a, and a sweat wear, how they're like over pursuing. They're so aggressive, and it goes back to what you guys said. Screen game's gonna kill them, man. Draw game's gonna kill you. Matt Ryan's a smart dude. If you don't think he's that talented, he is definitely smart. Yeah. You know, he definitely knows what he can, he knows his limitations, he knows the things he does well. Um, and and those are the kind of quarterbacks that usually does damage to us because they'll throw efficiently, uh, they won't waste uh downs. We're terrible on third downs. We're like butthole ass in the league, man. I, I don't on, know. On offense, I, you mean? On offense? Yeah. I 
it's going to be real hard. But in order for us to answer your question short, instead of being long winded every time, it's going to be the guys and it's going to be the defensive tackles. That's going to be our. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of too. Okay, so let's roll right into it. Hey, um, we'll start with uh, a big Mike. Give us, give us your <laughs> straight up prediction for Sunday. Let's hear it. Score prediction. I'm, I'm, I like to log all these just so we can see, and uh, we right, do so give we do giveaways for anyone who can who can who can guess the score. And we, I mean, we've been doing this for two years now. We haven't had anyone guess the score correctly once, so it's not going to happen. If y'all win, I'm going to give y'all some Atlanta dominoes I'll make. <laughs> so right now we're going to assign Ryan Grandrews. That's what we have right now. Predict so. win. I'm, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But like, I'll tell you this. I. Me and Jimbo, when we we get wrong, when we're raw, we like to say we, right? Because I was the idiot that picked us to beat the the Eagles because I thought that you know we had a chance. Jalen Hurt had uh, experience. We got a fourteen year veteran, and boy, I had a lot of crow that day, right? So real careful when I put these picks, even though it looks like on paper that yeah, if we play our game, we can win. I will say this though, I I do have a Falcons victory. I have it as 23 to 19 because if we are better than y'all, we're not that much better than y'all, and it'll be another hard fight. Real good football game. Maybe boring at times to watch because it's two teams trying to get out of their own way. But 23-19, uh, gotcha. For the was, record, have you been picking Atlanta nice to win every time? Just beat the Giants. Hey Jimbo, has Mike been picking Atlanta to win every game? I need to well, go ahead of time. Well, uh, at, well, over here, Pound Five ATL, we don't predict that all because it's it's a jinx. We feel we we okay. we do not go down that route, and we this is this kind of new for us. And we, I mean, we kind of did in the first game because a lot of fans of ours is asking for it, but we usually hate doing it, man. <laughs> Let me answer your question. Okay, so look, check it out now. Check it out. Um, I want one of them to predict before I do. I'm not going right out the mic. We can Y'all do that. We can do that. Go. We can do that. Hey, hey, Rod, hey, Rod, our founder, our, our main, our, our, this is his prediction. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this though, real quick. 35 16. Hell no, no. We need to kick him off the pod, man. He picks us to lose every time, bro. Ooh, man. Good golf. Rod go picks ahead. us to lose every time, man. Go ahead, Mike. What Quit taking my skin, Rod. Hey. We winning, bro. All right, so yeah. Dev, go ahead. Uh, go. We, we can say Mike, and then we'll give Dev his prediction. man. Trust me, you didn't want to really see our podcast the week we played the Buccaneers because we had a lot of people that's like, "Why y'all so negative?" It's like because we got Tom Brady and we ain't got no answer for him. Anyway, go yeah. um, and, you know, it takes a special person to take those homework blinders off and just be real. You know what bro, I'm saying? You got to do it. You got to do it. You know, uh, talk about what we could do to get Tom Brady, but he gets the ball out in 2.3 seconds. We don't have yeah. anybody to. Anyway, I think I think we should win, but I don't think we will. I think okay. we're going to lose, man. And I think you just dimes us apart, five, six-yard hits, because we're going to play so much of that stupid-ass prevent or quarters defense we were terrible in, but we're yep. going to play our whole game. Um, I think, like you said, the screens hit us. I think we lose. I'm going to go 25 to 21 three points four points 25 21 atl okay got it uh jimbo you ready you want to do you want to go first i'm ready i'm ready look here man uh this this, these two teams is almost the same team they can't get out of each other way for the first time this year in the nfl we're gonna have a tie ball game 24 24 Washington football team, Atlanta Falcons. That tie is going to end, big dog. We had, a tie, season. we had a tie, was it three years ago, Phil, in Cincinnati. London? Yes, Cincinnati. it was uh, 2016 against Cincinnati. I'm glad yeah. y'all said that because that might happen again this weekend. It, but, okay. hey, look here, man. If y'all don't show up, uh, Matt Ryan going to hang 40 on you. Easy. If you don't show up. I'm telling you that now. But I'm going 24-24 since I don't predict that much. Tie ball game. First one in the NFL. Go holler at DraftKings on, on your boy Jimbo. I ain't gonna give I'm you no money. I'm gonna change my man. I'm gonna change my yeah. You're fucking forty on us, bro. I'm not going there, man. I mean, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, man. Heineke's gonna throw four touchdowns now. We winning, man. You said we were gonna beat the Bills 35-20. Good guys. Win, dog. I'm going back to Washington, man. Forty. Forty. Matt Ryan will put forty points on you in a heartbeat, dog. I'm telling you that now. I'm just telling you now. Hey, whatever's in his bag, I want to roll up for me over here, man. Ain't no way. 
Yeah, check okay. it out. Hold on. Okay. Check it out. Look, we've been amicable for the whole show, but I will tell you this. I will, <laughs> I will say this. We get to the nitty gritty part of this. These are two teams that explode on one another. Taylor Heineke is a Georgia boy. He's from right up the road uh, from where we are right here in Atlanta, Georgia, or whatever. So it's not like this guy is sneaking up. And he, you know, he made the mistake this week of saying, I've never been a Falcons fan. Right. I've seen it today. So I, I would say this, though. Like, boy. Our head coach is our offensive coordinator, and every week, you know, we're continuing to get better. Now, I won't again. Now, Jimbo, that's my listen. That's my best friend. I guess my best friend, but forty might be a little. You know, you look at the points we forty to earn every point that we scored. Trust me, it's been tough. And if you watched our, if you geeks like us and watched our preseason, forty points. I, you know, I trust Jimbo Slice on that one. But I will say this though: this is really two teams that we will have a better understanding of who our teams are after this game because I do think the Washington football team is much better than they've shown. And they haven't been done any favors with y'all's schedule. Like, again, y'all are Buffalo, uh, Chargers. Like, y'all going against elite quarterbacks that are doing what elite quarterbacks do. Now, it might say that y'all are not an elite team, but I still do see a team that is fringe playoff uh, team at best, which is, again, that's what we are, fringe playoff. That's the lens at which we're looking at this from. So I'll say this. Washington comes and doesn't take Matt Ryan serious. They look at the offense line and think everything is honky-dory. Yeah. With Kyle Pitts, man, it's, I won't say what's impossible because what I've seen from him, like we've been watching, man, I'm we've been watching the Falcons for years. I've never seen anybody that at the tight end position that's a mismatch. We've watched Jimmy Graham come in the NFC South like, basically a basketball player and slice us for 10 years in a row. Oh yeah. Had an yeah. To the tight end. This is our first time actually having a tight end. Cause Austin Hooper was a good, you know, he's yeah. all right. But this is our chance to like really expose another team. So we'll yeah. see, you know, like I said, this is yeah, I mean, 40 on us. Phil, Phil I, shaving the eyebrow off. Yeah. I, I see. Oh, I got, I got Dale. I already shaved enough off. <laughs> I don't need to shave nothing else off. I got Dale fired up by that 40, that 40 burger. I'm, but I'm saying if you don't show up, if you don't show up, Matt Ryan will put 40 on you, and that is no question about it. Y'all go ahead and beat y'all prediction. All right. So, I got. I think we're going to see something completely different than we're expecting. I'm predicting this game is going to end up just being a, a random shootout. And I predict Washington's going to win 36 to 31. Both teams going to put up 30, going to put up a 30 burger. Uh, but I think we'll we'll pull it out. Although what's going to happen is that Atlanta's going to be driving the ball late in the game, and they're going to come close, but they're not going to quite get that touchdown to end the game. And it's going to be one of those things where we're all going to be pounded down Pepto at the end of the game, like oh my god. <laughs> but thirty six thirty one Washington. Got it. Heineken four fair. touchdowns, man. I'm telling you four touchdowns. Okay, I'll oh. get mine. Go ahead, Dan. One, what two, three, four. Going, I think it's going to be much closer. I think Vegas is spot on with the with the one and a half spread. I, I'm going to say 24-23 Washington, and that's not not might be being a homer at all. You know, you know, Jimbo. Just for your edification, I picked us to lose every week except for the Giants game. Uh, but still, that's me. 24-23. Trying to be a realist. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I mean, I think the defense bounces back a little bit, but not where we want it to be. But um, I just I am terrified of, of of the tight ends for Atlanta. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend, not gonna hide. It, it scares me to death. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we hit an hour here, and I look like Mike is uh coming in, coming out. But um, so we'll do we'll just we'll just shut it down here, and you know, Jimbo, Mike, if you come back, we we just want to say thank you so Absolutely. much for joining us, taking time out of your your days, your families, your jobs to you know come kick it with us it's always fun talking to fans from other teams that's right yeah and uh we love what you're doing over at pound for pound you know we we were looking around for trying to find good guests quality guests to bring on the show and you know what we found you guys i was like man we, we got and i hit you up on twitter thank you for being so responsive i no mean problem, man no problem great experience and we love what you're doing over there pound for pound yeah. uh best of luck to you guys and best of luck to you on sunday man it's gonna be a great game either way yeah, and like I said in the beginning, may the best team win. I appreciate it, Dale, Phil, Steve. Appreciate it, Big Mike showing up. Shout out to our other co-hosts, um, uh, 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 Toby D and Jr. The hardest working men in the show business. We love them guys. 
And hey, look, man, uh, I'll be hitting you up on Twitter Sunday after the game. To oh, see please hit me up. I got to get these 40. Hold but on, look, man. But look, I got to get these 40. If it's a tie, I want my dominoes. I got you. <laughs> and I want I want I want a 20 pack, 30, 40 pack of PBR. That's what if I you do. Got 40, if you got 40, if you they hang no, 40 you, on us, Phil gonna have no eyebrows. Don't worry about no, that. No, 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 no. Dev Dev will send you a 24 pack of grippos. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. I got two boxes over hey, here. Hey Jimbo, where where can where can everyone go find you guys at on, on social media, on, on YouTube? Where where can we find pound for pound ATL at? So on, on YouTube, it's pound for pound ATL. You can type in P4P ATL what's on the shirt, or, or you can type in pound spelled out for pound spelled out ATL, and it'll come up. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Jimmy Obama, J-I-M-M-Y-O-B-A-M-A. Hit me up. I, I like feel like Steve said, I hit back. I, I talk back to you. It don't, it's no big deal to me. And if you don't, if you really want to find out what is that on YouTube or wherever or our other guys, I will let you know. No big deal. We got merchandise. Whatever you want, you holler at Jimbo or you holler at Mike Dub, and we will get it to you. And we plan to watch the football team this Sunday. May the best team win. Let's that's go. What's up. Hey, that's our note so from, you gonna, our, from you our, our, our whole for the, uh, You coming up for the post game or pregame? Well, y'all gonna be on for the post game pregame. One of the two. You invite okay. both if you want. I see what's up. I, I might cry if we lose. So if you ain't afraid if I don't to have too wrong. many these on, because I don't like to come on after the game. My blood pressure be up, and I be a little Even bit uh, better. Over here. So I don't know. I don't know. And I, it depends, man. We, we try to watch ourselves over here because we get a little emotionally. And we'll, we, I'm telling you, it, it's hard to calm us down. We get, like we say, we get fired up. And we're going to let you know. You want to know it. You catch us after the game, you really going to get it. And we don't like to show that side, that Jacqueline Hyde. We don't like to show that side. <laughs> Y'all ain't 40 on us. I'm going to show that side anyway. <laughs> I, I hope you do. Man. Appreciate it, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. It was good talking to y'all. Yes, let's sir. A, let's watch some good football Sunday. Yeah, no matter what, let's watch some good ball. Sunday. Absolutely. All right. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks, Jimbo. Well, how appreciate you? it, man. Hey, Peace. best of luck Sunday. And uh, yes, sir. may the best team win. Gotcha. Go Go Watch this football at its baby. Let's go.